Welcome to episode one of the Self-Care 101 podcast, where we talk about work-life balance, mental health and mindset. Thank you so much for listening today. On this episode, we're going to talk about what actually is self-care, a little bit about the podcast and my coaching practice so that you get a bit of an introduction to my methods, my thinking and a general feel for who I am. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was the actual definition of self-care, right? It's the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health, the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. Now, we've all heard that term self-care. We've seen it. We feel like we need to do self-care Sundays and eat avocados on toast whilst having delicious baths and drinking Prosecco with a lovely smelling candle. Now, yeah, those are parts of self-care, but Self-care is so much more than that. And I get quite frustrated with what people deem as self-care. And even like people actually talk back to me and say, oh yeah, I had a major self-care day today. I went for a facial and I did this and I did that. And it's like, okay, that's that's really good that you were able to take a whole day out of your week, month, year to spend on your personal self-care. But I have a slight problem with that. My whole bag is self-care is something that you do every single day. You care for yourself actively every single day. And that can take the shape in so many different ways. So from starting the day about yourself only for yourself. So you don't look at your phone, you don't look at emails, you don't connect with anybody in your house until you have given yourself a certain amount of time just for you, for you to check in with yourself, see if everything's okay, is the body working properly, how your head's feeling, what your day's going to look like, if you want to set an intention for your day, what you might have planned for the day, all those things. We get these 24 hours every single day. We are lucky to get these 24 hours every single day. The fact that we can wake up in the morning is something to be grateful for. Not everybody has that. We tend to take our lives for granted. There's no particular reason why we just do it. We just do it. We all do it. I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it. We all do it. And If you can just start thinking about yourself as a whole being who has needs and wants and needs care that you can give yourself without relying on other people or things, you set yourself up to live a life of purpose. And when you live a life of purpose, you're more likely to enjoy it. You're more likely to achieve the things you want to achieve in your life. And you're more likely to live in the present moment. Now, we can always make plans for the future. There's nothing wrong in doing that, but still live within the present. Now, the route to protecting your own well-being and happiness can feel like a bit of a slog. You've got loads of things you should be doing. Oh, I should be going to yoga. I should be practicing mindfulness. I should be a vegan. I should be exercising every day. I should be the most amazing mum in the world. I should be a career-led 
stallion. I don't know. And I've also want to have relationships and travel and, 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 and. And those are all great things to have and be within the whole looking after yourself space. But when it comes to coaching and something that you will hear me say if you work with me and on these podcasts is do just relax, just calm it down a little bit. Anything you want will and can happen. Okay. But first, I cannot stress this enough, but first, please just relax. Put less pressure on yourself. Feel inspired by what you want to do and achieve. And just take your time a little bit. This need for having everything in place all at once in one day, in one week, is just so unrealistic that we all fail. And some of us who fail, because I'm up for failure, if you learn from it, quitting, I'm not up for, but failure is fine. If you learn from that failure, then you can tweak things and continue moving yourself forward. But when you don't actually give yourself a minute, when you don't look at yourself with compassion and realistic views, you've got to look at yourself in a realistic way. You've got to look at your life realistically. How realistic is it for you to be a vegan, exercise five times a week, go to yoga three times a week, socialize with your friends, be there for your kids, be there for your partner, get a partner, be amazing at work, travel. I mean, come on. We are one human being. We have 24 hours in a day. There's only so much we can do. And I'll talk about this in a little bit about the media and our political environment, but it's really important to just just give yourself a minute. You want to change things, okay? Reframe your thinking. What you want to do is you want to change things. You want to change your lifestyle. That's what you're trying to do. When it comes to self-care, you are changing your lifestyle because you're about to embark on doing things that you haven't been doing yet. And you could be in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s. So you've been living a certain way for a number of years. It's not going to happen overnight. And you sure as hell will not be able to implement every single action in the first day. So once you first and foremost, just relax a little bit and take the pressure off yourself. Be compassionate, be kind to yourself. You are more likely to actually live your best life. Now, I say that in inverted commas, there's no such thing as living your best life. But if that's something you're trying to work towards, you're more likely to achieve it this way. Now, with this podcast, it's very difficult because it's not a two way conversation, which is what you would have in a coaching relationship. So it's going to be more mentoring, but it's all based on the coaching principles of the various techniques that I use with my clients. It's important that this podcast can help people. So I have included the how. Okay, so the how to do things, I will give you tips that you can implement yourself, because I want you to get something out of this podcast, not just listen to my dulcet tones. (laughs) Now, when I'm with clients, I guide them to their how. And that's what the coaching process is about. It's about guiding. The client has all the answers. So even when I'm asking you questions, I'll ask you open questions in these podcasts. They are the same questions that I would ask clients. And you can then get a feel for the process. So all the questions that I ask you will be 
answerable by you. And then those answers is what you can take to the next stage with whatever it is you want to work on. Now, I just touched on media and the political environment that we're in. So let's, I just want to talk about it a little bit. I get quite annoyed and this is going to sound quite ranty. So I apologize now, but I feel like if I can get it off my chest now, then you shouldn't hear much of it in any of the other podcasts. But the media infuriates me. Okay. And my background's in marketing and PR. So there was a great chunk of my life that I loved the media because I was getting coverage for clients in it. And I've had coverage for myself. But the way the media talks about self-care, well-being, health, wellness, annoys me because it's not practical what they talk about. All these tips and tricks that you see, and I've done these, I've done these lists of how to manage stress, how to prevent burnout, how to manage anxiety, work-life balance, blah, 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 blah. The problem with these lists is that nothing works all at once. You've got to, like I just said, you've got to give yourself time if you want to sustain those changes. And sometimes these lists are just, they're just unrealistic. I mean, you can't do all these things. And as a coach, my plight is to help you with the how. So there are a number of solutions, a number of treatments, a number of therapies out there to help you achieve the goals that you have for your well-being and your well-being is everything mind body spirit it's work it's life it's partnerships it's friendships it's love it's children it's not having children it's traveling it's everything to do with your life is well-being because it leads to your happiness and i'm pretty sure we all want to be able to qualify that we are happy most of us don't even know what that means. We don't even know what happiness actually means. We think we do. Usually, if I ask a client that question, the answer is based on people and things. But if we look deeper and we evaluate our values, we start learning what actually makes us happy. And then we can look at our lives and see whether we're living a life that makes us happy. So if you don't want to work long hours because you want to be able to go swimming of an evening, then you can't be in a job that requires you to be there for 80 hours a week, can you? It's just simple things like that. And I will challenge you with these sorts of things as we go along. And I would just say that be careful with what you consume from the media about your self-care, about your well-being. Everyone has an agenda and the media tends to be fed by trends, whatever's trending, a new book that's come out, a new research paper that's been published, and they'll jump on the bandwagon. And that doesn't mean that you need to jump on it as well. Okay? We are all individuals. None of us are the same. All of our DNA is different. If we know that basic science, why do then we why do we then think that we can apply the same rule of thumb for everybody about our well-being? It doesn't make sense. In basic terms, it doesn't make sense. And that annoys me. So when I talk about cutting through the noise of the wellness industry, this is what I'm talking about. When people preach to you about veganism, and I'm going to get onto labels in a minute as well, it's not the be all and end all. And if you're preaching, who are you preaching to? Somebody who's not interested or are you preaching for yourself? <laughs> 
<laughs> I would ask these questions. Anyway, then I want to talk about the political environment. This is really important. Remember, remember, remember. Please remember that not everything is as it seems in our capitalist societies. Now, I'm not coming from a place of conspiracy theories. This is all very well documented. This is information available for all of us to see. The food industry, medicine, taxes, they all work together to create a society that is easily controlled, manipulated and predictable. Okay, just look at Cambridge Analytica, for example. We were predicting behaviours through our internet use, through our social media use, and it was obviously used in a very negative fashion. And it's really important to recognise this as a first step to choosing to live better. And you'll hear this a lot from me as well choosing. It's a choice. Everything you want to do in your life is a choice. It's up to you. If you want it, you can have it. You've just got to do the work involved to make that happen. Whether you do that work is the difference between wanting something and not having it. And I will talk about that a lot. The other thing I'll be talking about a lot is Ayurveda and Ayurvedic principles. The definition of Ayurveda is Well, the direct translation is it's called the science of life. And it's based on the belief that health and wellness depend on a delicate balance between the mind, body and spirit. The weird thing is, I never thought about Ayurveda in obvious terms when I set up my coaching practice. And slowly over the years, I've noticed things that I'm saying to my clients fall under Ayurvedic principles. Now, these probably are coming to the surface because I grew up in an Ayurvedic environment. I'm Indian. The principles are just part and parcel of life that we grow up in, how you treat others, how you treat yourself, your body, combining food, certain foods at certain times of year, all of the Ayurvedic principles. They're just a part of my life. And I guess that's what has made me unique in the coaching that I do but without realizing it. So I'm now doing some qualifying, actually. I'm going to be doing a certificate in Ayurveda so that I've got a bit more of a solid foundation to talk about Ayurveda and its principles when it's relevant. I don't lead with it. It might just come in. And then if it does come in with a client, they can explore it further or I can explore it further with them as well. But it's very interesting, the principles and the techniques that they use. And I'm a huge fan, number one fan of Ayurveda. And the reason why I bring this up is when I talk about the truth about well-being and the wellness industry, I'm going to sound like there was this TV show called Goodness Gracious Me that was on TV a while ago. It was a comedy sketch. And one of the comedy sketches that they did in it was everything was Indian, 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 Indian. And that's exactly how I feel about the well-being industry. Every time I see something new and fantastic. So let's look at yoga. Let's look at turmeric lattes, golden milk. Let's look at breathing, the people who teach you how to breathe. Okay. (laughs) It's all Ayurvedic. It's all Indian. Now, as an Indian, I find it hilarious that people are repackaging, remarketing these 5,000 year old principles and theories and traditions and making it something that is so far from the truth. But in the same breath, I'm also pleased that 
our philosophies are being shared with the world because that's what our culture is all about. We don't have restrictions on people learning. It's about learning. It's about sharing knowledge and helping the human race. So I'm all for it on the one hand. And on the other hand, it drives me crazy. <laughs> and I will bring this up when we do when I do podcasts about specific topics, I'll probably bring up some of the trending things in the wellness industry and probably try and debunk some of it because it just, oh, it's just so annoying because it's such misplaced information. And I really want people to have the right information so that they can make a difference in their lives so they can actually do the things that they're desperately trying to do. And talking about that, do you know the best way to achieve those self-care goals is just to make a small step every single day towards those goals. Don't do them all at once. Don't do everything at once. Changing your lifestyle is a big deal. It's going to take a minute. But if you can do one small step every single day, you're more likely to achieve those goals. So say it's drinking more water. That's something I definitely need to do more of. Drinking more water. Say I drink six glasses of water a day. For this week, I'm going to have seven glasses of water. I don't know when I'm going to fit that in or where I'm going to fit it in yet, but I'm going to figure it out and then I'm going to consume that seventh glass of water and just do that. So long as you make a small change every single day, you're more likely to achieve that lifestyle that you're trying to work towards. I mentioned labels earlier. Oh my life, labels. Stop labeling yourself. When you're doing this whole self-care, changing of lifestyle, trying to achieve your goals, live well, stop telling other people, stop feeling the need to tell other people. It's not necessary. Just do what's right for you. Just do what feels right. Don't label it. If you want to stop eating meat, stop eating meat. But remember, it's going to take a minute for your body to adjust to you stopping eating meat. You can't just wake up on the 7th of October and decide, right, from today, I'm a vegan. You're 34 years old. For the last 34 years, you've eaten chicken, meat, eggs, dairy, and then you've decided today I'm going to be vegan. Your body's going to react. It's going to go, what? What do you say? Who? Why we're vegan? I'm not ready for vegan. How am I supposed to process lentils and processed soya products and this fake cheese made from coconut oil, which you've never had before in your life. What am I supposed to do with that? That's how your body reacts. And then your body will react and show that in rashes or in sluggishness or in reduced brain capacity. You know, there are so many things that it will happen because your body's going, hold on, hold on, hold on. What have you done to me? Why have you stopped? Why have you changed the fuel consumption? So if you're going to do things like that, your body is smart, it will adjust, but let it, you know, have a minute to adjust. Maybe start by removing one thing, chicken or fish or meat or dairy, whichever one you want to do, just start that way and build up to removing those things if that's what you're trying to do. Don't try to do it all at once because it's not just a case of you won't follow through. Your body will naturally react against you as well. Your lifestyle will react against you because you've done things a certain way for such a long time that you've got to give yourself a minute. You've got to give your body a minute. 
when you're talking to other people, you open yourself up to criticism. And when you open yourself up to criticism, you run the risk of not achieving those goals that you've set yourself. Now, I'm not saying don't tell anybody what you're trying to do with your life, because actually it can be really inspiring for others too. But when you do tell them, choose to tell one of your cheerleaders. You know, some, that person who's always in your corner, who supports the things that you're doing, will be there in the sidelines cheering you on. That's the person to tell. Don't tell every single person and definitely don't tell people that you know are going to be critical of you because you're just self-harming if you're doing that. If you really, really want to achieve these goals for yourself, keep some of it back and give yourself some time to make those changes. And then when you feel comfortable, then you can announce it if you need to announce it. If you're going to dinner with friends and they say, do you have dietary requirements? If you've been adjusting to veganism or vegetarianism for a while, at that point, you can use your label. But until then, just relax. Just relax and enjoy the process. <laughs> You're, oh my gosh, my clients think I'm crazy a little bit when I talk about relaxing because they're like, no, but Pooja, we've got to get this done. I've got, to, I've, I've got to change. I've got to do this. My health needs to improve and I need to do this. And I'm like, I know, babe, but just chill out. It will happen. It's more likely to happen if you don't put that much pressure on yourself because you're, you know, we compare ourselves to other people. We're trying to live our best life in inverted commas. But in truth, no one's living their best life because that's based on perfection and perfection is unattainable. There's always something going on with someone that makes them imperfect. And that to me is the beauty of our species. Everything you want will happen. If you want it enough, it will happen. It's your choice. It's always your choice. And I will stress that often. I stress that in my practice. I'm going to stress it in these podcasts because whatever you want, whether it's a mansion, a boyfriend, a child, anything is possible if you want it to happen. The key to making these things happen is your will. Trusting in yourself, trusting in your own capacity, your own power, your own self, and also your mindset. Not everything is the way it seems. We're conditioned to think a certain way, but we don't have to think a certain way. Those people that succeed in everything that they want to succeed in think differently. So mindset is really really fundamental to making and sustaining the changes that you want in your life. Thank you so much again for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe to the Self-Care 101 podcast. For more tips and tricks, head over to my website, franklycoaching.com, or for daily inspiration, you can follow me on the socials at franklycoaching. Talk to you soon. Bye.